I'm Alistair Walker. I'm the World 10K V60 champion, and I'm totally crazy. Welcome to another episode of Old Crazy Runners. This is Fundy, the craziest of the crazy runners, and I've got my cousin Nicholas, the oldest of the crazy runners. And you are definitely going to want to stick around today when we revisit our conversation with world record holder Alistair Walker. Because he has set another record. But before we get to that, be sure to rate, review, and share the podcast with all your friends out there so we can keep growing this amazing community we've created. And speaking of a growing community, we have our Old Crazy Runners podcast, Strava Run Club. This is a great opportunity to get out there with like-minded people, find out who's really pushing the miles. We've got a guy that just keeps getting to the top of the leaderboard. We've got a highlight. Dom Halbert ran 165 miles last week. How the hell do you run 165 miles in one single week? Why do you run 165 miles in one single week? That's what I want to know. So here's the call out, Dom. I hope you're a listener as well as a uh, run club member. Reach out to us. We want to talk with you about what in the hell is going on in your brain when you're doing 165 miles, almost 166. Yeah, so head on over to the uh, oldcrazyrunners.com website. Just click contact and shoot us an email uh, so we can start this crazy conversation. Also noticed a couple names climbing up the leaderboard I hadn't seen before. Bob Frost and Sue Moran uh, putting in some top-notch miles and time out there as well. So last week we talked about having openings in the Hood to Coast van, the old Crazy Runners van. Well, it is now full. Our Midwest chapter, the Double Tims and uh, John, John Jervis are coming in. So uh, that is full, but we do still have openings in our one-day relays if you want to come out and see what the local old crazes are doing. Some beautiful runs. We've got the uh, Seabrook, where you run from wine country all the way to the coast, where they have beer. And then we've got the Windy River, which we did last year, which is super fun. You basically just run up towards Mount Hood's beautiful, beautiful views. Yeah, I'm looking forward to both of those this year. And in particular, I want to come back to, do we have... TTs, we got the TTs. In the, we got the TTs the in the van. Yep. I can't just let that sit out there and not bring that up. <laughs> they don't know what they're in for. They do not know what they are in for, and I can't wait to break them in. Uh, have we decided if one of them is running leg five? Who's do we have five assigned this year? No, actually, uh, some uh, a local dumbass, uh, Chris uh, oh. White, took leg five to get it out of the way. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a bad idea. Actually, we'll need a couple of those in van too. So, uh, yeah. oh, listen in. What's that? It's done. The legs are assigned. Oh, you've already yeah, s- you got who's it. running 12? Uh, that would be uh, Tim's. Uh, no, John Jervis is running leg 12, and uh, Tim Seidel's doing 11, and Tim uh, Larkin is doing four. Okay, so you split them up. Well, we had to. Yeah, I mean, it's like, that's uh, what the openings were. It's a, it's a popular van, Nicholas. I can't the twins just hold from, spots uh, for Slapstick, you can't put all three of them in the same van. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> a huge problem. So uh, we've been meaning to talk about this guy. Uh, was lost for 36 hours in a Florida Ultra. Tell us about that. Yeah, this is crazy. So runner Earl Blewett, who is a seasoned ultra marathoner, was running in the Ancient Oaks 100-mile race when he got lost for 36 hours. Now, it... Any of us familiar with long trail runs, uh, you know, wouldn't necessarily be too surprised that that might happen. And you think about something like the Barkley, which is a 26-mile loop, and you're out in the middle of nowhere. But no, this is what makes it even crazier. Yeah? It was a 3.4-mile meandering loop. Okay. So he was going to run 30 laps, approximately. Mm Mm-hmm around this one loop and still got lost for 36 hours. Wow. Did he get lost on the first loop or did he get lost midstream or, or did it say? Uh, didn't say uh, how many loops he had uh, gone through. Um, you, I was oh, just wondering, did he? five. So he had ran. Okay. He know, ran it a few times yeah, already. Yeah, 20 <laughs> loops almost, 15, so 20 loops. He must have just kind of uh, got so tired his mind just stopped working or something. 
Well, it does describe that it's uh, through dense foliage with okay. multiple other trails that crisscross at a number of times. So the most likely outcome is he just took yeah. one of those wrong trails and wow. then got off into the dense foliage. But, yeah. I, you know, if this is a self, even if this isn't a self, hopefully it was a self-supported because then he had some stuff on him. Yeah. But on a 3.4 mile loop, probably not. So wow. I got to imagine he was out there for 36 hours. Um, yeah. Not a lot on him. Lost so, in the nowhere of Florida. Yeah. There's alligators there and snakes and all sorts of bad stuff. I got to imagine he'd prefer to run into the alligators or the snakes. <laughs> Maybe. I wouldn't want to run into a fellow Floridian in that moment. That, <laughs> that might scare the living shit out of me. So that reminds me, I got to uh, dive back into my Garmin and figure out how to, because it has a, uh, like, get back home feature. Oh, okay. Right? So you can, when you leave your car, you can set, like, a waypoint. Hey, this is where I started. And then if you get lost, you can say, just get me back home. And it, you just follow the watch, and it'll take you back where you need to be. Again, man, I've ran with that Garmin on your wrist before. And, it, I mean, it's better than no, that nothing. Was, but it's that not. was operator error. That wasn't the watch's fault. You should know that. <laughs> oh, of course. Of course oh, it was. And then uh, we also need to give a huge shout out to someone I follow on Instagram, Jackie Hunt Brusma. I just said this, the last name really fast because uh, I knew I'd mess that up. Um, you can follow her on Instagram at, at NCRunnerJackie with a Y. So she is a cancer survivor, a world record holder. Uh, Badwater 240 completer. Completer. And currently, she is on her 18th marathon in 18 days, and she's going for 100 marathons in 100 days. Uh, but what makes this unique is she is an amputee. She only has one leg, and on the other leg, she has one of those uh, blade devices. So she's doing 18, a marathon every single day for 100 days uh, as an amputee. You know, that one blows my mind. Yeah. And, and also, I mean, that's kind of a hold my beer moment. We were talking a while back about uh, the woman that did 95 marathons in 95 days uh, back in yeah. 2020. And uh, yeah, Jackie went, hmm. Yeah, well, hold my beer. It's about five short and an extra leg too long. <laughs> exactly. Wow. What are you trying oh, to man. do that with two legs for? I, I just, okay. I hope we get a chance to to speak with Jackie. I would love to know yeah. uh, way more about the motivation behind that because that's that's the first thing that pops my mind is I mean, at one point she woke up one day and went, huh, <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if I could do 100 marathons in 100 days. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I ran, went, ran one yesterday and ran another today. That's two. Yeah. So uh, almost there. Yeah, she must have that uh, that switch in her brain um, where I have a little bit of that where it's just like, huh, what crazy shit could I think up and do? Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it is a switch. Um, I who were we talking to that mentioned? Um, you know, there are those that are just naturally gifted. Those that are naturally gifted and uh practice and get better and then those that do those two things and then for some reason just have this switch that yeah. turns on in that moment um well she's gonna have to turn that switch on another 82 times yeah to get uh, i out think there. she's gonna do it oh uh, you don't set that goal and not do it exactly I mean, yeah that's she's not gonna do it the type of person that decides they even think they can is it's likely gonna get that done so i'm i'm absolutely confident we're gonna yeah. be talking about how amazing that was. And the best part about it is we can actually say it's going to be in 82 days. Yep. Hats off to Jackie. Our guest today certainly is uh, familiar with turning that switch on. We had a chance to talk with Alistair Walker a while back about the number of records that he's put out there. He's got a World Masters gold medal in the 10,000, bronze medal in the 5,000, in his uh, 60 to 65 age group. He has... Just insane times in these multiple races. We thought we would never see him do something like that again. And yet, he went out and set another record. Well, the reason he set a record and he's going to set more is he did the magical thing that all of us runners can do. He got older. 
He's oh, in sweet. the M65. He's in a new age bracket. So he set the new world indoor record for the 3,000 meter Okay. Uh, in Glasgow. So uh, he was in Scotland, so you know he had some beer after he was done. Uh, so he did 3,000 meters in uh, 9 minutes, 59 seconds, and 2 one-hundredths of a second beating the mark set by the Netherlands uh, previous record holder, Cess, can't even, won't even attempt to say this name, yeah. in 2015. Uh, does it say how much he beat the record by? Uh, he, it does not. It does okay, not. Well, well this is pulling it. from Alistair's uh, Facebook post, so um, he didn't state what that record was. But um, holy smokes, man, 3,000 meters in uh, 959? Uh, that's, that is an amazing accomplishment. And as you'll hear from this conversation, just one of many. It's a uh, great interview. You're going to love it. Let's get to it. Alistair Walker, welcome. Welcome. Hi, guys. Thank you for uh, joining us. I'd like to say I'm also the uh, 10K champion of my household. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I so, bow down to your prowess. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, world 10K champion in your age group. So what is that? When did that come about? Tell us about that. It took place in 2018 in Malaga in Spain. Big games. The it was the World Masters Championships, which attracted almost 8,000 athletes. Overall uh, events, you know, 100 meters, 200 meters, right up to a 10k road race, which happened to win the, my particular age group in the 10k road race. So are you on the course with uh, all range of people since it's a road yeah, race? And yeah, then, yeah, you... it, it, yeah, everyone's thrown in together. So you're, you've got from 35 right up to God, I think there was over 80s in the, in, in the race. But everyone, everyone has a, a number which, which donates what particular age group they fall into. So you spend the whole race trying to spy another V50 <laughs> to make sure you're... And, and my eyesight's not too great, so I invariably chase a V50 because it looks quite the same when you're, when you're running at speed. Well, what I, what I think is hilarious is that there's probably a lot of people on the course with bad eyesight just trying to get close enough to look at the number to see which group they're in. <laughs> right, they should color code that. They should do, yeah, yeah. they absolutely should do. So, you, so you've no idea who won until, you know, after and when they sort out the results, so it was... I had a pretty good idea because in the past, many or so many V60s during the race. So I had a pretty idea, good idea I'd won at the end of the event. So it was all good. It was very exciting. It was, uh, it was, really, it was really a big deal. I mean, it was uh, congratulations and uh, flags up poles and national anthems. It was, a, it was a big deal, a really big deal. Cool. So it's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And what was the, what was the official time on that? I think it was 34, 50 something, but to be honest, the time was really irrelevant. It was quite a hot yeah. day as well in yeah. Spain. So no, it was good. It was, it was very enjoyable. I'd recommend anyone, anyone, go any of your listeners that's, you know, that's running that. Cause I mean, there was all, there was all the ages, all abilities. It was, it's just a really fun gathering of people, of old people. Of really looks, old people. <laughs> really old people. That looks awesome. So we're uh, we're in Portland, Oregon. We're not too far yeah. from Eugene, Oregon, um, and they hold the Masters uh, every few years or so uh, in the U.S. So that's definitely a road trip that we can make just a couple hours mm. away next time yeah. it's in town. Yeah. yeah. So that was in eighteen. The the this year's one was supposed to be in uh, in Toronto, right? But of course, it was cancelled because of the COVID uh, outbreak. So they've rescheduled it for next year in Finland, in Tampere in Finland. So I'll probably be heading out there next year. And I've moved up in age group, so. Well, that was my question. Fresh, fresh pickings. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So now you, uh, you'll you own the mark for your current age group, and then in Finland you can set the uh, mark for the next one and get your yeah, name so, there twice. So, I mean, I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to go to Toronto, so I was quite relieved in a way that I stayed well charmed for another year. Because I would have lost, you know, somebody else would have inherited it. Had Toronto, <laughs> had Toronto gone ahead, so every cloud, as they say. Yeah, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to the Catherine Switzer episode, but she mentions that runners are the only people in the world that look forward to getting older, just because we entered oh, the, wish, new wish, break, <laughs> the new age grade. Lives, <laughs> we wish our lives away. Believe me, I'll, I'll be one of the sixty-five for the last two years. <laughs> so. I mean, uh, it is important to break it down. I mean, a 
34 minute 10k is a you know five in the five minute mile range, uh, which is an amazing pace in, in our view. And so I, I'd like it's, to talk, it's, especially when you're pushing a Zimmer. <laughs> so for you right now, I mean, what does that mean for, for your training? I mean, what are you doing to, to get ready? I mean, I imagine you, you went there specifically hoping to make a record. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of stepped up with the COVID outbreak. I mean, there's no races going on at all over here. There's the odd virtual race. So I've stepped up my mileage a wee bit. So the, I typical week would consist of, I don't know, 18 to 20 on a Sunday, uh, eight miles over the hills on a Monday, a fast session, it used to be the track, but the track's closed just now again because of COVID. Wednesday's 13 miles, Thursday's another fast session, a fat leg session or intervals. Friday's always easy. Sunday, I usually do a 5K time trial or a 3K time trial, and then we're back to Sunday again. That's a, there's a week gone already. Yeah, that'll get you uh, looking forward to so 65 it, super quick. <laughs> yeah, so it, I mean, I'm averaging about 70 miles uh, at the minute. Uh, so you're a averaging week. 70 miles a week? Yeah, yeah. Damn it, Nicholas, we need to up our game a little <laughs> <Man>. bit. <laughs> well, not only that, there's a, there's a couple of things that stood out there. For one, you do uh, you really do work in a range of run types, so you're really training your body to work in very different ways, which yeah. I think is awesome. Yeah. And you also said the word fartlek, and I know that that drove a dagger into Fundy's heart because <laughs> he hates the idea of having to run fartleks. I've I've done them a few times, and uh, when you read what it is, you're like, ah, that's not so bad, but no, they suck. It's it's the next state for, 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 for people that are listening that are just going out and running, oh, horrible word, but fun running for the for the sake of an expression. Fartlek's the next step up, I would say. It's it's between fun running and doing an actual interval session, you know, short of going to the track and running 12, 400s. Fartlek's just a really fun way of, of moving your body and your legs faster. So I, I totally recommend it for anyone that wants to run faster. There's a lot of different ways to to plan out your fartlek's. How do you do it when you're on a run? Are you uh, is it by time or mile uh, that you speed it, up and it, down, or what's uh, what's I kind of your way? Sometimes just do it by by feel, but I've, I do a session which Steve Monangetti did the Australian marathon runner. Okay, and it's called, as the name would suggest, the Monangetti fartlek, <laughs> and it consists it consists of well, I think I did it last week. It's like three times one half minutes with a one half minute recovery, uh, four times a minute with a minute recovery, five times 45 seconds with 45 seconds recovery, six times 30 seconds with 30 seconds recovery, and six times 15 seconds with 15 seconds recovery. So you're getting quicker all the time as your body's getting tired or you're getting quicker and your recovery's getting less. And so can you it's, explain what one of those uh, sections would be? So I start running, I'd run for one and a half minutes hard and then jog for one and a half minutes and then run for one and a half minutes again hard, then jog and then one and a half minutes again and jog and right. so on. So as you go through the time elements. So I'd just like to point out that um, the t- number of numbers and math that is required in that, <laughs> I think Fundy would have got about my halfway eyes, around the lap. Can, He's like, I don't even know. Can, uh, my eyes just glossed can, over. You can write it on your arm. Pen on your arm. Write it <laughs> yeah. on your arm. Okay, that might help. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. What I did, um, this was just the simplest way for me. If you if you can have access to a track, obviously the inner lane is shorter than the outer lane. And so I would run three quarters of the lap and then walk or rest one mm-hmm. quarter and yeah, then go out, variation. go out a lane each time. And so I'm doing a greater distance as I get farther into it. And then I didn't have to think I ran from one line to the next line and then skipped a lane. And so <laughs> the most important question here for you, uh, please give me any reason whatsoever why I could skip doing this. Why you could skip doing it? <laughs> Is there any way that I can continue to get yeah, faster and a better runner yeah. and not do this? To to run fast, to to run to run to improve your times in a race, you've got to run faster in training. If if you just go out and run the same pace day after day, week after week, the improvement will be 
minimal, I would say. Yeah. Okay. At so one, but at one point, you need to have. I mean, to, I know running's fun, but sometimes <laughs> 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 sometimes you've got to hurt. So get that fart like that. That's what I'm saying. So with that response, and it's, it's, and it's easier doing the fart like knowing the track. It's easier doing fart like getting out on the road or out in the trails and doing it. It's it's better for your mind. You'll find it easier than battling around the track for whatever. Yeah. So uh, would a fair interpretation of that answer being uh, no? You just got to fucking do fart licks. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, get it done. Go and do it. Damn it! And end this interview and go and get it done. Well, if you want your name to be at the top of the list at any age group, then uh, yeah, you're going to have to incorporate those uh, in there. Yeah. Damn it! Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, before we get too far into the running, um, I would like to bring in uh, your current beverage that you're having during mm. this conversation and how yeah. much Nicholas and I approve of this ve- beverage choice. It's a, well, I'll tell you what it is. It's a mango infused IPA. That's made awesome. By a local brewery in Edinburgh called Innocent Gun. And it's really good. It's really nice. It's nice. got a hint of mango, but it's, it's pretty cool. Um, so are you in Edinburgh or how close are you to Edinburgh? No, I'm, I'm in the, the borders. I'm just over the English border. I'm about 45 miles from Edinburgh. Okay, great. I was stopped by the police in Edinburgh once. Really? Just as a little uh, fun topic. What did you do to get stopped <laughs> by the police in Edinburgh? I mean, well, you're like the just key be... demographic for letting anything go. Evident. Uh, I So I do street photography, and I was doing some street photography, and I think I, I they didn't tell me, but I think I accidentally took a photo of a stakeout. Oh. <laughs> there really? was. I think they were staking out some people, and they came up, and they stopped. We were in a cab, and they stopped the cab, and they're like uh, asking me all these questions and stuff, and, and I just said, do you want me just to delete the photos? I'll just delete the photos. And they're like, would you do that? I like, I don't care. Sure. So I just deleted it. And they're like, okay, cool. Thanks. See ya. <laughs> I recommend you uh, augment that story a little bit. It was going so great. And then all of a sudden you're like, and it then they it. just deleted the photos and I left. <laughs> <laughs> Fell off the truck. Yeah, It dipped a wee bit at the yeah. end there. <laughs> oh, well, excellent choice on, on the beer. Um, yeah, it's really nice. It's good. It's really good. Yeah, we uh, do like uh, uh, the fruit. Fruity infused ones as well, depending on how they do it. We had one uh, this weekend that actually had a little bit of like a cayenne pepper kick at the end. Mm, it was yeah. really, really good. We're super, super spoiled here in the Pacific Northwest. I'm not sure if you're familiar with the range of beer choices that we have, but uh, you brought there's up a lot. Uh, yeah, I've seen there's a lots of choices, lots of them here. And we actually uh, we're putting out a virtual run ourselves that is going to run from brewery to brewery around the state Ooh, of Oregon. Excellent. So we'll uh, make sure we share that with you because we'd love to have yeah. you participate. Yeah, get a group of your friends. It's a it's a team one. Yes. And so with a team over a certain amount well, of time. Well, actually, realistic. actually <laughs> Alistair, I think you put in so many miles, you could probably just do it by yourself. He might be able to do it by himself. <laughs> one man team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you are not required. If there's beer to tr- involved, I'm in. If there's beer involved, sign me up. As you right. say, you're not required to drink a beer after each leg, but if that helps you finish, we'll figure out a way to get a sample yeah. over to you. That's true. Uh, well, hopefully by this summer, there's chance we might be able to hand deliver some uh, Oregon beer to you if we can all well, hopefully, travel. Hopefully yeah. we're out of this one for some. some yeah, time. definitely. Um, so I would like to talk about kind of the different runs that you uh, like to put yourself into. So you mentioned, obviously, you, you hold the world record for the 10K, but do you go beyond no, the world, that? No, no, the world record. I won the world championship. I don't hold the world record oh. for the 10K. No. Oh, that, well, I'll, I'm just going to say that anyway, because world record, whatever. Okay, <laughs> Close you, enough you, for us. You won it, you won it in that year. You sit on a podium. They raised your flag and played your song, man. Yeah, that's a, they did, that, yeah. That's they good did, for me. They did. Uh, do you, uh, what are some of the lengths that you like to run? Do you, do you go into the half mile marathon? Race-wise, uh, just 10K. I mean, in my, I mean, I, I could hard back to it. I've had kind of two stages to my career. I, I started running when I was 28 and I parked in when I was 38. So I didn't run for 20 years. Okay, I took it up again when I was 58. Uh, so I did half marathons in my previous life, if you want. So I ran 66 minutes for a half marathon. Uh, <laughs> first time, first time. Run. 66 minutes. Uh, a little bit two, faster two, than us, Nicholas. Yeah. yeah 222 he... for a marathon. Oh, well done. And, and I broke 30 minutes for, uh, for, for 10K. 
So I got to the age of 38 and I thought, oh, I'm not going to run as a master because that's a bit of a... So I actually thought master's run was a bit of a joke back then, so more fool me. So I, I didn't <laughs> run from the age of... I didn't run from the age of 38 till, till I was 58 again. So I took it up. And what, and then, what at 58, I mean, was there something that, you know, well, was my, that epiphany my, for my you? Son, my son was, was running with a local athletic club and I thought, yeah, because when I was out of the sport, I, I saw, you know, I could I heard people talk about running. I thought, God, how boring are they? And then I'm right back, I'm right back into it again. So, <laughs> yeah. So I saw my when I watched my son run, I thought, yeah, I kind of got the bag. I kind of got my mojo back, I think. It's probably like a reformed alcoholic taking a drink again. <laughs> I was kind of right back into it. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, you could just tell people that it was just a strategy and you were just waiting oh, yeah, tw- for, the, but, for people to get old so you your could time. jump into that age group right at the but right time. I would time. say that the, the 20 years I had out of the sport, I've no, my legs and I've beaten to hell, you know? The, my legs, I think if I'd run right, continuously right through, I probably wouldn't be running now and my legs would be shut to pieces. But now they're, they appear relatively fresh, just for having that 20 years sabbatical, if you like. And we've heard that before, actually, about how, uh, you know, runners in our demographic, in our age group, one of the advantages that we have oftentimes is that we we weren't ultra competitive in our early 20s and we didn't mm. either A, burn out or, or B, suffer the physical limitations that have kept us from continuing to run. And we hear a lot of times, yeah, I had running in my youth. Uh, I may have excelled to certain degrees and certainly you did. You put up some great numbers, but then I had a break and, mm. and then, yeah. and they yeah. came back into it. And so uh, we just bypassed the first two. We just we just made one big long break. Yeah, I took a <laughs> I took a forty three year break, <laughs> and then started running at forty three. Uh, it took him that so, long to to change how he runs to actually run at a certain distance. So I came I came back at it's quite funny because I came back at fifty eight, and I th- and started running a couple of nights a week. I thought, God, I'm as great as ever again. I feel amazing. So I entered for our local ten k, which is a it's a two-lap race. It's two-lapper. And I thought, God, I'm feeling great. I'm, I'm going to be right up there, you know? So I set off. And to my eternal shame, I, I feigned injury after the first lap and dropped out. I just couldn't, <laughs> I just couldn't handle not being up there anymore. And it's just, it was bizarre. It was, it was absolutely bizarre. Oh, so you, uh, you couldn't deal, you couldn't get over the fact that you weren't going to win. And so you, you, yeah, you, I, you yeah, pulled out. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, people he beat twenty years ago were absolutely running over the top, you know. And but it's just, it's just the age. You just, you just have to accept that you're not that person, and just buy into the fact you're running against your contemporaries at your, your age group. Forget, forget that there's a thirty-year-old guy that you would have hammered thirty years ago who's now beating you. Right. You just have to concentrate on your particular age group and live in that sort of environment. I want to talk about that moment just a little bit because there's two sides to it that that really resonates with me. One of them, uh, obviously, is that breakdown during the race where you you talked yourself into stepping out of it for reasons that really Mm. had nothing to do with your ability to finish. And then I want to follow that with what happened the next day that made you get back out there anyway? What got us back out? When I went home, I thought, right, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to do this serious again. So I, I reverted to what I used to do 30 years ago, the, tip, uh, the same sort of training regimes, albeit slower, and, and it certainly helped. Um, and I think I took my 10K time down from, I think I took five minutes off my 10K time in a couple of years. So you, you saw the point I was at, that initial burst back into competition to what I became two years later, just by by knuckling down in, in, in sheer hard work. Right. So uh, one of the things I was just, uh, I was listening to a previous episode uh, and one of our guests said that there uh, is no end to what we can focus on in running. And I think that's what's great about going into the different age groups because, Mm. you know, you get a little bored or wherever, where you're at, or maybe you're starting to slow down uh, and then you just hit the next age group. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the beauty. I mean, you've only waited five (laughs) years. You've only a wish away five years as well. It's not, it's not like you have to wait 10, you know? So yeah. And he, 
and you lose the guys that have just come into the age group below who are, who are threats. You lose all the threats because you've moved into a new <laughs> age group. So it's, well, it's, it's all good. It's all good. And as we all get o- older, those uh, five years pass rather quickly. Mm. <laughs> you just blink of an eye and you're like wait what 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 happened they do. Yeah. when you when you're doing well you want them to slow down but when you're struggling the, the top of the age group you just want the next one to to appear so you talk about the um the need mentally to let go of where you were that you know you're, you're not that 30 year old runner but yet you are still being you still have to deal with that year after year. I mean, when you hit the 60, 65. It's, it's, bizarre. it's bizarre. You still feel exactly the same. I, I, yeah. I feel when I'm running, competing, I just feel like I did 30 years ago, but you're slower. You just have to accept it. You're slow. You feel your legs are, are moving exactly the same pace as they were all those years ago. They're obviously not. But it's bizarre. I mean, I used to, Marvy's times for train runs were back then six minutes a mile, that would be a steady run, six, six minute mile in. So going on a 10 mile run, easy, steady run would be six minutes. Never really dropped below that. And now it's seven. So you've, you've moved a minute per mile in that, in that time lapse, in that aging process. Well, you should be ashamed of yourself for running seven Well, I know it's miles. rubbish, isn't it? Exactly. <laughs> it's totally rubbish. <laughs> Maybe go from 70 miles a week to 80 uh, and another beer in there. I, th- I tell you what I quite like as well, the age grade record, you know, where they can ju- they can calculate age grade performance so you can get 90% at the top. So my age grade performances are really in the 90s. So that's, what the, that's the sort of comparison you can get with a younger age group, you know, when they do that calculation. God knows how, God knows how they do that calculation, but uh, it's, it's, a, it's a good one. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one. Um, so also, also when you're running, um, this must feel good. I know that it frustrates me, uh, and I feel good about it. when you're running and, uh, you pass the younger people and, uh, oh, it's in, amazing. inside you <laughs> kind of really laugh at your, yourself and you probably don't have the same problem, but I also have people that are older than me passing me mm. and I'm sure that makes them happy as hell, but it really frustrates me. I w- I'd like to personally say that I am one of those people and it does every time. <laughs> <laughs> The ones you want to slap when they go past. <laughs> so uh, one of the things that I find uh, that I'm able to pass people younger than me is on the hills. Uh, and I was wondering mm. if you have the same experience. Well, around here, it's, I mean, there's hills. You kind of run without encountering a hill, so I'm pretty strong in the hills. But yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I generally pass all ages on the hills, to be, to be fair. I'm quite strong on, on, on hills, but. What uh, what are some of the things that you're doing on your when you when you're not out running to continue to put yourself to be in that physical state to to have a great run? I mean, what are some of the you know what do you, what do you like to eat? Uh, you know, what are other ways that you, you maintain this elite I, I pretty, athleticism? I mean, I pretty normal. I eat, drink copious amounts of beer and wine. <laughs> Got a carb load. Uh, I, I didn't drink, a, I didn't eat, sorry, a, a, a lot of red meat. Uh, it's usually chicken, fish, pasta, mm-hmm. all the boring textbook things. Uh, I dabble in, occasionally I've got some hand weights I do, but I don't want to say I do a lot of core and strength work. I, I do a lot of stretching. I, I would advocate stretching before and after a run. So I'll do a good 20 minutes Warm up stretching before going out in a maybe five, 10 minutes at the end of a run seems to help. So that's one thing I always remember to stretch before the run, but mm. um, I always forget to stretch after the run. I, 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 mean, I didn't yeah, do a lot of stretching after the run, but just, you know, maybe stretch the calves, hamstrings, glutes. They seem to be the key. Yeah. I, I blame my forgetting. types. I, I blame my forgetting to stretch on the beer post run. <laughs> I'm really focused on having that beer post run, and for some you reason I forget to stretch. The you, you need to do that uh, that double goal. You don't get your beer until you, uh, until you stretch. Oh, that's or you tough. know one of the, one of the simplest things you can do without oh. stretching post run is just to make sure you incorporate. Um, it, you know, pretty sure like about a quarter mile of walk, and just you know work that lactic acid out and, and little yeah, things I, that you can I, do. I, I generally stop before my, I don't run right to my house. I generally stop, as you say, a quarter mile away from and stagger home. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, also, also when I can afford it, I get a, a massage once a month. 
Oh, dear Lord. That is one thing that I am really missing uh, with COVID yeah. is uh, getting massage every once in a while. So I'm, so I'm lucky enough my uh, health insurance covers a cheaper massage. So I can get a, a mm. sports massage, which is a medical massage for like 30 bucks. Oh, wow. Uh, well, yeah, once but, a yeah month. that's happy, happy, exactly. It's, it's money well spent, I would yeah. say. I've also got, I've got, I mean, I foam rolls occasionally. And I've got one of those sticks as well, you know, those mm-hmm. oh, tiger yeah. sticky things. Uh, well, also, I have one of those uh, percussion guns also. Those are great, too. All right, yeah. I've never tried They're good. Oh, they're oh, oh, amazing. Yeah, it is fantastic. I've seen, I've seen them in the running magazines, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't... Uh, there's the name brand ones are really expensive. I just got a cheap uh, one off of Amazon that is like $90 or something like that. Yeah, and I, yeah. I can't imagine the $300 one is, is much better. I was surprised take- at how effective it was. Yeah, especially on the IT band, just working all that stuff out. It's so good. Oh, uh, that's music to my ears. My IT band does bother me from time to time. Oh, you would love it. Yeah. You'll scream and cry like a baby the first time <laughs> you use it, but you'll love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Based on his uh, fartlek schedule, I think he's past screaming and crying like a baby. <laughs> we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in addition, so... I know you're putting in long runs. Uh, do you also do half marathons or full marathons for fun to kind of work in some extra, uh, extra things? Well, so Sunday I'm at, well, Sunday I'm up to 20 miles. I'll go I'll do a long run with my son. He, he's a runner as well. I usually do about 20 miles on a Sunday with him. Just a, you know, so, Hey, Sunday, a, 20 miles, <laughs> Sunday, 20 miles. Yeah. yeah. So are so you going to 20 on a Sunday? Are you going to join in any official marathons or anything next year? I don't know. I don't know if I'd do a marathon again. I, the marathon hurts. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's I know. I mean, the marathon, irrespective if you're running six, five, four, three, two and a half hours, two hours, it, it, after 20 miles, it hurts. It, it, it leaves a big mental scar. The last one I did, I mean, when I ran 222, I was hurting at the end. So I've got to get over. I've got to get back on that horse, the, the marathon. I don't think so. I might do a half marathon next year. I quite fancy doing a half marathon. I reckon I could uh, do a pretty decent half marathon. Oh, I'm sure you could. Yeah, and yeah. that's uh, one of the decisions we made. Fundy actually is going to focus in and get his first marathon uh, completed next year. We're looking, mm. we're definitely looking forward to that. But um, I've I've only ran two, but I know what you're talking about. That that additional threshold past that 18, 20 mile mark, and it really mm. is uh, a whole no ma- different. No thing. matter who you are, it's going to hurt after twenty miles. I, it, I think yeah, the human just body's cool. The human body's no set out to run further than 20, I don't know. Certainly at a pace. It, it, but yeah. to do one, you need to do, you need to get your miles up in training to do one. Yeah. If he was going to a marathon and only have run 15 miles or something in training, you need to be up over the 20s to get, to get into, to, to do a, a marathon correctly, if that's the right word. Yeah, marathon absolutely. Yeah. You know, I think a, uh, a simple approach is you need to be running the number of miles each week that you want to run in your mm. race. So if your goal and more, I mean, that's like the, the, the minimum, if your goal is to run a, a marathon, then you need to be doing 26 miles a week somehow yeah. in those combinations yeah. and, and scale from yeah. there, which uh, is, you know, the half marathon I is just such an it, easy thing I don't know to if it's stay even on the that. miles. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the time on your feet, you know, you need to be out running two and a half, three hours in, in training. It's not necessarily the actual miles, but it's that time period on your feet. That's, that's the killer. That's a good point. Yeah. And also, just like you say, I mean, our bodies have a threshold that we push them Mm. beyond that they don't want to do. And part of that training is getting ready for that moment because it's going to hit you hard. Yeah, your body doth protest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Going back to uh, another one of our our guests uh, said a fantastic saying, which is uh, 90 or running is 90% physical and 10% mental, but the 90% is controlled entirely by the 10%. I'll say it's 50-50. <laughs> the number of races I lost in the head is is quite remarkable. Yeah, you'll talk yourself into a whole mm. bunch of things if you don't keep oh, focused. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So what are some of the ways that you break down uh, your run? Do you, do you break them down into smaller increments so that you can keep that micro focus, keep that pace going? Okay, occasionally I do that. Occasionally I... Occasionally I'll think of a run, I've, so I'll say if I've got eight miles to go in a run, I think, oh, well, that's like another run I've done of eight miles or I've got three miles to go, that's from here to the to the park, you know, just equate it to other runs that I've done or other 
bits of runs that I've done. So and if I'm in a 10k and there's a mile to go, I know, oh God, that's a mile from my house. I can visualise running a mile, that I've, a mile I've run in training and, and equate that back into the race. And that's uh, that's really uh, key to do when you're out there because we all have those runs that we're used to at different mileage mm. markers. Yeah. Do you also yeah. tend to, so for example, when I run a half marathon, I tend to break it down into three mile chunks. So I'll do the first three miles, and I'll, then I'll only think about the next three miles, and then only think yeah, about the next three yeah. miles. Do you ever do you ever do that mental? Yeah, I've done that. It's it's, it's quite a good strategy. Yeah. Are you a uh, um, conversationalist when you're out running, or do you like to uh, get some headphones in and you know listen to some music or podcast? No, I, I just usually talk to myself. I never. I when I first started back, I wore headphones, and I thought. Mm, well, I'm not going to be allowed to wear headphones in a race, so so I didn't wear headphones. No, and I train myself. Apart from when I go when I stand on a Sunday, I'm using on my own. So I occasionally talk to the sheep, <laughs> <laughs> which is fine until they talk back. <laughs> they do, uh, yeah. I have fantastic conversations with the sheep. So uh, we've talked about the most important uh, gear so far, which is the Mango IPA. Uh, but uh, some of the other gear, what are your favorite uh, shoes to run in? I tell you just now, I've got a pair of the Asics Nova Blast. They're the best shoes I've ever had. They're, they're one of the best shoes I've ever had. They're, they're fantastic shoes. And what uh, what do you like about them? What are some of the specific things that you like? Uh, the feel them, they're, they're really, they're cushioned, but I had a pair of uh, Hoka Rincons as well, which I found were too cushioned. I was getting bounced all over the place with them. <laughs> I felt, you know, when I was striking the ground, I, I didn't seem to have a control of my leg coming back up. And I'm sure that's what it's given us some, some knee pain because my, my legs just to be bouncing along with them. Yeah. So I quite like the Asics. Uh, God, I've got so many pairs. <laughs> I quite like the Asics, Nova Blast. And I do my fast stuff in the Ciccone Endorphin Speed, which is a nice shoe as well. That's what I do, fat lick, et cetera. Gotcha. So, uh, Nicholas, uh, we know that we're talking to a different class of runner because he has different shoes for different runs. And and my ra- and the racing, I I, I I fell in hype and I've got a pair of Nike Next Percents. Oh yeah, for, yeah. I've got I've got a pair of them. And how are those working out for you? But just I've just I had the four percents, which are really good, and I've been trying. As I say, you couldn't get them for loving their money. The Next Percents. Yeah. I don't know if Nike were deliberately holding back to create this fantastic demand. And when they went on sale uh, a few months ago, here anyways, they were, they were gone as soon as they went on sale. You know, he went on the website and they yeah. were gone. And now he can get any number of pairs he wants, which suggests that there's something untoward. But he, he who I've, I've, I've read the, te- the hype and bought the hype, so I've got a pair of them. But I've only worn them once, but they were good. And he bounced along with them. Good. I actually had... Uh talked to someone who uh, purchased a pair and said they were too fast. They, they couldn't run in them because the shoes were too fast. They felt like they well, were going to fall over. They were just like, this is, take, I can't control this. They take control of your legs, but it's bizarre. You can't stay, it, honestly, it's a bit, unless you get up here and try them, but because when you're running at a certain speed, you kind of slow down. It's bizarre. They just keep your legs going. It's, it's, it's very weird. It's, well, it's strange. If you love them, uh, you'll have to come visit us. We're uh, half a mile from uh, Nike cool. World headquarters, and they have the employee store here, so we can take you, and it's forty uh, percent off Excellent. anything. Excellent. Uh, as I say, <laughs> two 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 hundred and fifty quid. This should be good. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So take forty percent off of that, and you can come. Excellent. Come visit us. I'll be there. I'll be there for my. I'll be there for my IPA and my Nike shoes. Oh, we have all of the IPAs you would want, and all of the shoes you would want. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Excellent. I, yeah, so I think that comment that uh, I just the shoes want to run faster. <laughs> well, the two okay. they've got they've got a mind of their own. Well, I'm not quite they've sure what to make of that. Own. Yeah, I, uh, maybe I need to rethink my opinion on Nikes just based on that. They definitely give an advantage. They definitely give an advantage. I mean, compared to the shoes I ran in 30 years ago, they're like night and day. Well, and I see a lot of the other shoe companies are tar- starting to introduce that carbon fiber uh, in in the substrate of the shoe, which is what gives it that extra spring. Uh, I saw and- I saw today they brought a Nike 
uh, a trail shoe with a carbon plate. Oh yeah, I think they're going to put it in everything pretty soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you do uh, trail running uh, often as well? Is that something you like to incorporate? I don't. I, I didn't race trails, but I, I race. Uh, sorry, I train a lot over. Well, it's over the country trails, you know, over the fields here because we sort of live in the country, so I'm across the fields quite a lot. Well, uh, it and- cushions your leg. It's quite. A good, I mean, Friday is normally a day for for running across the hills and. It, it does ease the legs quite a bit as opposed to just slamming them on the tarmacadam all the time. Well, uh, when we came in contact with each other, uh, Nicholas, the m- one mutual friend we had in common was Gene Dykes. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> he knows a few things about trail running. Well, I, re- I had to listen to his interview. He's some man. He's he some is machine. one crazy old runner. Mm. Yes, indeed. Uh, also, I don't think he's a big fan of fartlicks, but um, <laughs> to each his own. Nor stretching. <laughs> Nor stretching, that's right. He's, he's uh, anti-stretching. Yeah. Each, each to their own. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's what, that's what makes us so fantastic is, uh, mm. you know, it is um, um, an activity that we can all relate to, and yet it's entirely individual. Yeah, I mean, it's up to you. You, you. you get out. It's one sport that you get out of what you put into it. Yes. So uh, much like life, that uh, double-edged sword, uh, whatever you put into it, you get out of it. Unless yeah. you buy the Nike shoes and apparently you get just a little bit more. <laughs> just a little 5% more. <laughs> That's a good point. And drink IPA. That's exactly. right. So uh, another uh, gear thing that we've been focused on recently, just for getting those uh, metrics and stuff, what, uh, what sort of watch are you using to um, you know, track your runs and all of, all of I've that? I've got and- a Garmin 245 at the minute. I had the 235. I've moved up to the 245. Uh, that's just, the one I had. I just got it uh, just, early just on to, the summer. Just to make sure I've got a heart. <laughs> yes. Ah. <laughs> It'll tell you. Yeah. And how do you like it? It does. Uh, it does. It does. It does. And how do you like that? No, it's decent. It's a decent watcher. Yeah. I, I quite like it. One day I'll learn how, one day I'll learn how to use it. But no, there's quite a few functions to it. It's good. It's good. Yeah, Fundy got himself a uh, an add-on to his watch as well that might be really? useful. Yeah. yeah, I got the Garmin uh, running pod that will also give you like your vertical oscillation and and stuff while you're running more uh, more information on your cadence if you you know you balance between your left and your right foot wow. as as you're running and you your use stride. It? Do you use it? Uh, yeah, I use it every time. It's, it's super easy. You basically just pair it to your watch once, and then you just clip it on the back of your shorts sure. and. Uh, it's great. It wasn't too expensive. I think it was like 70 bucks or something like that. Um, you can use it for your fart look. Um, <laughs> I, I don't, I think actually, I think you're not supposed to use it on fart licks. I think that was in right. the, okay. the manual. I'll have to go read that again. Oh, you are fine. You're just pulling that out of your ass. <laughs> Specifically in the manual, no fart licks. You're going to break no the pod. Well, we all know none of us are going to read the manual, so you can't prove I'm going to go read the manual just to find that out. Oh my God, that's awesome. <laughs> And uh, so another thing that I know that we both uh, struggle with, uh, Nicholas and I here in the Northwest and, and where you're located is the fucking rain. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you just suck it up and get wet or do you have uh, like a nice running jacket you leave at home on the wrong day? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, actually, I've got a running jacket, but most of the time I just suck. It really has to be quite wet before I've done the, the running jacket. Normally I just long sleeve top and a t-shirt yeah but, but it gets cold maybe it's, it's gonna get cold so i'm still i'm still in shorts at the moment but a couple of weeks ago we back into tights and gloves and hats you know yeah and do you have uh what's your recommended running jacket because that's that struggle of trying to stay dry Ooh, my, my, and try not to overheat hill, but I, I, mine's a run hill one but i'd quite fancy it I used to have a Gore-Tex jacket first time around, but of course I got that bloody fat with no running. I couldn't, it didn't fit as I threw it out. I could slip into it now. Yeah. The Go- <laughs> I love a Gore-Tex jacket. I mean, the Gore-Tex jacket of, of, of any manufacturer are, are the best, I would say. Yeah. They're quite light and they're breathable as well. That's, that's the, the yeah, that's, that's the think, one I have to focus on is uh, getting one that I has think a lot of some, I think something is breathable is half the battle, you know. It's rubbish when you're sweating away and, and you take off and you just pour yourself out of it. Yeah. One thing I was recommending to Nicholas, I didn't buy one to myself, but Nicholas, uh, he runs really hot. And then our other friend, uh, Scotty G, runs really hot. And I 
totally forgot, but I just remembered there is a company called uh, Sumo that makes a mm-hmm. running jacket and the sleeves, uh, this is going to sound weird, but are connected by magnets. So when you're out running in the rain, but you get too hot, you can just pull your sleeves off and stuff them oh, in your cool. pocket real fast. So yeah. uh, another option. <laughs> Sorry, but I just, one of the American things here is the cargo pants with the zip off legs. <laughs> and it's just, just the dorky running version of that. <laughs> it is, but you know. They, they are just wrong. They are just totally wrong. But one thing I would like to point out that all of us are a benefit of is that we are so fucking old that nobody really cares what we look like. So it doesn't matter. We can wear whatever we want. No, eccentric. That's what they're called. Eccentric. Oh, is that the word? I think so. That's tonight's word. Yeah. Eccentric. Okay. Tonight's word of the day is eccentric. <laughs> That's word of the day. Eccentric. Yeah. And uh, it's a lot easier to be eccentric if uh, your give a fuck level is at zero. <laughs> even better if you're world champion that's right <laughs> that's right yeah <laughs> you can do you can do anything yeah because you can just say well i know what i'm doing i, I have i have a medal to prove it <laughs> yeah if i could ever find it <laughs> so uh what are uh what are some of your other favorite races and runs that you do around the country uh, you know, we have our, our, our local favorites, uh, a few of them. What are some of your other favorite races? I do, mostly, well, I do most of the Scottish ones, you know, the Scottish Cross Country Champs and the and – the, I tend to do all the Masters uh, races. There's quite a good cross country every year in November, which brings together all the best Masters from Scotland, England, Wales, Northern Ireland and Republic. And you know you have to be selected for it, so it's it's quite high high brow. So I quite enjoy doing that. But right now I just settle for any race. I just yeah. <laughs> when, races, when races finally open up, there's just going to be a mass scramble for places. It it really is. We were fortunate here. Uh, there's a company called uh, Run Oyo that mm-hmm. kind of did this hybrid race. That it's uh, it's actually a certified course. It's a chip time timed course, but you can start. Uh, at your leisure, whenever you're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it kind of gave us uh, a little bit of a sense of being out there on an actual race yeah. course with that, still, still with the rules. Yeah, the feel of a race without actually being, yeah. Because I, I, I mean, miss that's that. A, I think that's, that's what they're going to be like for long enough. I mean, even when you get the vaccine and back to semi-normal, it's, it's going to be a while before we're all where you get four or five thousand people all crammed together and setting off. I think it's going to be, it's going to take time to get back into normality, as for want of a better word. Yeah, and I can't wait for it. Yeah, and I oh, think that- yeah, no, I miss it. I miss the vibe. I, I mean, the the, the racing's good, but it's it's meeting people and the vibe and the chat and the race is only part of it. I mean, the the bigger picture is 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 so much better. The race is just a sort. Of, the the race is just going kind to of sideshow of a sort of total <laughs> great right. event. You know, race, the only reason you're the race out there gets on, in the way. <laughs> the race gets in the way at times. The, the only value it has is now you know who's the eighty year old you're tracking down, so that you That's can uh, yeah, cross yeah, yeah. the finish line yeah. beforehand. Yeah, you yeah. know, okay. this is going to be a change no matter how we go about it. I think one of the things mm. that we're going to have to accept is you know they're going to shrink the size of the corrals. They're going to increase yeah, the definitely. number of people that are definitely. going out there. Definitely. But uh, just knowing that you're out on a closed course and enjoying a race with a bunch of people, uh, I really, really look forward to that. Mm. You can never replicate. I mean, I've done a few virtual races since lockdown, but you can never replicate a race. It, it's, it's just a, it, you just kind of you kind of get the same buzz or the same feel, sort of doing it on your own. Yeah, we as a running club uh, or as a running group make a point on uh, these virtual races so that we're always running the same virtual race together. And, Mm. you know, it's not even a half step. It's like a quarter step, but it helps. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. we have a small group of four or five guys and we'll go out and do it together. Um, And just having those few extra people make it nice, but um, to to have those thousands of people. It's just racing or running hard with someone as opposed to trying to do it on your own. Yeah. Yep, definitely. So uh, we've talked a little bit about your running training schedule, but I'd love to hear your message to people who uh, maybe have never run in their life. And and what do you tell 
them. I know you're a, uh, in the same group as I am for runners over 50, you know, people mm. who are thinking about getting their butts off the couch or thinking about getting back into running. Uh, what's your kind of message to them and, and how to get started and, and how to uh, just kind of enjoy the same things we're all enjoying? You've hit the nail on the head, enjoyment. That, that's the number one thing. You just need to go out there and and do it. I mean, it, it stays off being healthy and running. It stays off so many things, you know. I'm convinced that it holds back dementia and, and stuff like that. I mean, you just need to go out and enjoy. Enjoy it's half the, it's the, no, half the battle. It's the complete battle just getting out there and enjoying it. And people sitting at home, they've no idea how much they would enjoy it. I mean, it'll be tough at first. You may be frowned upon and laughed at, but at the end of the day, you'll be laughing at the guy or the, or the woman that's still sitting on the couch. You just need to go out there and, and, and do it. And as you do it, but along the way, it along the way, it's it, it's going to happen at some point. You just need to get over the heart. And as you as you progress, it's going to hurt even more. But the rewards, <laughs> both to yourself and to your health, and if you're any good, there's prizes to to be won. You just need to go out there and, and do it. I mean, when I, I I started when I was 28, I wish I'd started way before then. And I, I restarted again at 50. I wish I'd restarted at 40. I, you sort of regret those those missed years, you know, when you know when you realise just how good. I mean, nothing better than a runner's high. It's just, it's just, you can bottle that and sell it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I similarly, I started running uh, about thirty nine, and you know, look back and go, man. I mean, I had some really prime years. I could have done so much more if I had started a little bit earlier. But then I just switched that around and say, but I'm running now. Yeah. And I still have so much to achieve. Uh, so keep going out there and keep running. But I would say, but I would say it's, get, it's got so popular again. I mean, when I first started, it was sort of in the 80s running boom. And it was really popular running and, you know, in the gym fix era of right. running. And it kind of fell off. But now it's just, I mean, the n- number of people that are running around right here is incredible. It's just, it's just really taken off again. Yeah, I love it. And oh, and it's I, all good. It's, it's all good. I saw in your uh, kind of running log of your your uh, PRs or PBs, as you call them, uh, your park run. We have a local park run here. And that's that's a lot of fun, too, for people that just want to start. It's three miles once yeah. a week um, and a community of people. Super fun. Mm, yeah, it's good. I mean, I, I use them as a sort of hard training run, to be to be fair. But there's you got all shapes, sizes, dogs. You know, it's just, it's a crazy, it's a crazy thing. It is. It's frowned upon if you warm up at a park run, though. I think you're far too good if you see you warming up at a park run. You're you're frowned upon. (laughs) Show up in your your Nike next percent at a park run. (laughs) You might have somebody pushing you off the trail. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. But the number of times I've been raised with a guy getting towed by a dog at a park run, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Because pe- people run with dogs. I don't know if they run with dogs uh, they do. over yeah. there, but they, yeah. they do. And it's amazing how fast they can pull you around. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's a little It's a little extra. There's a reason they don't let dogs on the course uh, for any time runs because right. they can really help you out. Yeah, uh, and especially you, if it's a husky. Yeah. And talking you know, about that runner's high and feeling good, but it goes beyond that. When you're running three, four days a week, um, even those off days, you feel so much better. I mean, I'm sure you're the same. I feel uh, so much better uh, from a health perspective and energy than I did 10 years ago when I was 40 when I wasn't running. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The, the, the benefits are, are numerous, I would say. Yeah, I uh, would say the same thing. And also uh, looking forward to that next run, that uh, energizing goal aspect to it. Uh, and also feeling that disappointment at a hard schedule this week. I didn't get a chance to, to get my run in like, or runs as I should have. And oh, man, I'm really pissed off about that. I really want to make that up, but I, I can't make it up. I just got to go back out there and do it again. Uh, you've got, when you reach that stage, you've got it bad. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and also I look back on, you know, how I talked myself out of what I could have done. And, you know, it's getting so dark right now. And I really would prefer not to run in the dark just because 
I don't want to tweak an ankle or something. Yeah. But yeah. I got it. Yeah. You just got to do it. Yeah. I re- once this, I had to run with lights and a headlamp once this week to get it, to get my run in. Yeah. I want to get uh, one of the new safety vests that just, it's the light and the vest. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the headlamp, I just, I, I don't like the headlamp. Yeah. I'm lucky. Well, I'm lucky. I can, I mean, I go in the morning, so having no working anymore. So it, it does help. I, do, I wasn't a great fan of running in the dark once the clocks change, you know? Yeah. It's a little bit harder. It's amazing how that yeah. uh, just turns your mind off. But, mm. uh, uh, you know, again, like you say, that just that, that feeling and that exuberance and the, that benefit of uh, continuing to be going uh, to be out there and that, this is not an age-restricted activity at all. Not at all. Not at all. When I was in, when I was in Malaga for the World Champions, there was a 93-year-old Chinese guy running. Oh, my God. And they had, they had a This is no other lie. He had a film crew following him around. A Chinese film crew were following him around everywhere. I bet. And uh, how fast was he running? Did you get a chance to see? He was... He was I, I forget the actual time, but he was running for his age. He was running... God, he was moving. He was moving. <laughs> yeah, he was running. He was running respectable. He was he was running respectable. It was it was it was bizarre. It was bizarre. Yeah, and it's not even uh, you know some of the additional long distance lengths, the five k, the ten k, but some of these. I mean, there was uh, the world record holder for a hundred plus sprinter, a mm. hundred meter sprinter. Yeah, uh, and he was moving, and he was he was moving. So. Uh, you know, that's what inspires us. I don't know if Fundy shared this with you, but one of our main goals when we came into to doing the podcast was because we want to run it and live at least into triple digits. And, yeah. you know, at the age we're at now, that means focus and specific action to get there. And, and it is really, really important that we express the value that everybody gets at any age by continuing to get out there and doing something that their body just wants you to do. Yeah. And it's probably my only chance to win an age uh, group run is if I make it to triple digits. And on that day, uh, Nicholas injures himself and he can't run. So I'm not running against him. I think I might be able to win that one. You could probably pull that one off. <laughs> you actually get a medal for not dying during competition when you're in the triple digits. That's awesome. It's the shape of a heart defibrillator. You can. Oh, uh, no, so, one for surviving the, the meat. Uh, before we let you go, we also are really, really interested in the uh, glitter and glamour of the medals themselves. So um, mm. I would like to know a little bit about that. What was like your favorite medal? Uh, and oh what, what what did you get when you won that championship? Uh, the world one, God, I can't remember what it's like. It's big. It's certainly big. <laughs> it's, it should it's be. Big, it's big in gold. That's, it's big in gold with a sort of Malaga coat arms on it. Yeah. I might, I've, I must dig. To be honest, they're, they're, they're hidden at the bottom of my box somewhere. They're, they're, they're known display, embarrassingly say. They're just, <laughs> they're just shoved away in a box for posterity, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I think. Um a request of you to uh, snap a picture of that and send it over we'll do, uh, yeah. our way. Send we'll we'll make sure we it. get that up on the, uh, the show. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's put pressure on me to find it now though. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Good. <laughs> got to display no, it. No, I'll certainly do that. The Europe, I've got the European one as well. So yeah, I've got two to pride of place in my box. Uh, that's awesome. Well, we can't thank you enough for joining us. It's been a lot it's of been fun. It's been good. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. It's been and good. Uh, hopefully we'll be able to go over there and see you sometime. And uh, yeah. we'll go for a run. And I'll look at you far off in the distance. You're more than welcome. As you run I'll away over, from me. I'll be over for my 40% nights. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We will take you there. I will make Excellent. sure to, uh, to schedule that not on a Sunday <laughs> based <laughs> on your running. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure to talk with you. Lovely. Thank you. So I don't know if you noticed, but he just casually dropped in my European one. Right. So I know, he has, I did the, he notice has the European that. championship medal yeah. also. Uh, he was also very casual with, oh, I don't know, I think I ran like a, I don't know, a 34 a minute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so fast. Yeah, every, everything was pretty casual about his approach. And uh, that's kind of what I picked up on. And I think where... His success is coming from, uh, obviously, it feels like that's just part of his core personality. But as he mentioned, he had to let go 
a lot of what his past perceptions of himself were so that he could be the runner that he is today. Well, he had to fucking let go because he ran a 222 marathon. Oh my God, I know, no shit. <laughs> 222. Yeah. Uh, but another good point, I mean, hearing time and again about though about runners who were ultra competitive at an early age had to almost have that break to con- and then to come back to it. And the runners who are in our age group, this 40 plus, 50 plus, 60 plus, are either came into it late in life or had a pretty significant pause. Uh, and I just, I'm, I'm curious about that. That strikes yeah. me as, as an interesting commonality of, of, of giving your body a chance to grow up almost. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Old Crazy Runners. Take a moment to rate and review the podcast and always share it with your friends so they can join in with all of us for these great episodes. And be sure to go by Strava and join the Old Crazy Runners podcast, Strava Run Club, because that's where all us old crazies hang out. It's where we encourage each other to keep getting out there, to keep putting in the miles. And keep being old crazy runners.